Hi, welcome to Open Recruitment's podcast. We're a recruitment business that's founded on building relationships. In our podcast, myself and the team will be speaking to industry experts, providing you with insights, interviews from industry leaders, tips for getting hired and staying motivated. You can listen in on the go to our conversations, finding out about the journeys industry leaders have taken and what they have learned along the way. We hope you take value from our podcast and take inspiration whatever stage you may be at on your career journey too. Thanks for listening. Welcome to the podcast today where I'm talking about a case dealing with unfair dismissal where a manager's approval of a golf trip was gross misconduct. So the case is Thompson and Informatica Software Limited and the Employment Tribunal, the EOT, held that the employee's dismissal for authorising the cost of a golf trip for a customer in breach of the employer's anti-corruption policy was fair. So I'm going to talk about some background, how this case arose, what happened at the employment tribunal with the claim and the decision, and then look at the appeal to the EAT and their ruling. And I will touch on some implications for employers, just some things that you should probably bear in mind when you're sort of going away doing your own research into this or having your own policies and procedures and thoughts in your mind while we discuss this case. So Mr. Thompson worked as a manager of the sales team of Informatica, which is a US-based company providing data management services to public and private sector organisations. So back in April 2017, a member of the sales team mentioned to Mr. Thompson the possibility of the company hosting a customer at Pebble Beach, which is a world-famous golf club, following his speech as a satisfied customer at an Informatica conference. The customer, who was a senior employee of Highways England, had said that a round at Pebble Beach was on his bucket list. Mr Thompson then approved the trip without seeking advice from the company's HR or legal department as to whether hosting the trip was appropriate. The total cost amounted to $5,400 or £4,241 at the time, which was significantly higher than Mr. Thompson had anticipated. Although the company had paid the bill, the internal audit team subsequently queried whether such authorisation amounted to a breach of the company's policies, specifically the anti-corruption policy. During a disciplinary investigation, Mr. Thompson accepted that he has signed a certificate of ethical conduct every quarter in which he confirmed he had understood and would comply with the company's anti-corruption policy. At the time of approving the golf trip expenses, Mr. Thompson had decided that there was no undue influence or gain associated with the the golf trip. However, he had said that with the benefit of hindsight, he should have cancelled the trip, but in his view, there was no harm or damage done. Later, on 
the 24th of October 2017, Mr Thompson was similarly dismissed because he had breached the company's policies, which limit client gifts and entertainment to $150 and which set out clear reporting lines for approval. The dismissal letter stated that the company could not disregard Mr Thompson's willful disregard for the policies. Mr Thompson appealed his dismissal but wasn't successful. So let's have a look at the Employment Tribunal claim in the decision. So Mr Thompson brought a tribunal claim from fair dismissal and he argued that the Pebble Beach Golf Trip expenses were not a credible reason for the decision to dismiss him and that therefore the reason must be something else. The tribunal found that it was reasonable for the company to conclude that Mr Thompson had breached its policies. In their view, there was no requirement to interpret policies in a way in which a court would interpret a statute. The tribunal found that the reasonable employer could have interpreted the anti-corruption policy in the way in which a company had and that applying such an interpretation it was reasonable for the company to find Mr Thompson guilty of gross misconduct. The tribunal added that there was no procedural unfairness. So, Mr Thompson appealed the tribunal decision to the EAT. He argued that the tribunal had misinterpreted and misapplied the meaning of foreign official and prohibited payment in the anti-corruption policy. He also submitted that the tribunal had erred on concluding that the company was able to find that Mr Thompson had willfully disregarded the anti-corruption policy. So let's look at their ruling. Dismiss, dismissing the appeal, the EAT held that the tribunal was entitled to find that the company's decision to dismiss Mr Thompson for gross misconduct fell within the range of reasonable responses open to an employer. They noted that the company's anti-corruption policy consists of policy and guidance and not hard and fast rules. In the EAT's view, the company's staff are not expected to read and apply the policy as if they were judges who are engaged in legalistic exercise to find the correct meaning of a statute or a contract. The EAT found that the clear message conveyed by the anti-corruption policy is that employees should err on the side of caution when considering whether to provide benefits to customers. The spirit and purpose of the policy is to instruct employees to avoid situations in which they may risk breaching anti-bribery and other regulatory legislation. So the EAC held that the clear intention of the policy is to impose stricter standards on dealings with public officials in comparison with those customers and others who operate in the private sector. Consequently, the company was entitled to adopt a, an approach to interpret the phrase foreign official as a synonym for public sector government customer. The EAT also agreed with the tribunal that the company's conclusion that Mr Thompson had willfully disregarded the policy was one that was open to reasonable, open to a reasonable employer. This was because Mr. Thompson knew that there was a policy. He knew that there was a potential problem with the trip. 
but he chose to go ahead and authorise the trip without making further checks or seeking advice. The EAT also noted that the company's disciplinary policy listed willful disregard of a company policy as an example of gross misconduct. The EAT accepted that other employers might have dealt with the situation in a different manner, for example, by, fi- by issuing a final written warning. However, it was not for the EAT to decide. Okay, so it's quite a lot to think about there and take in. So let's have a look at the implications for employers. Okay, so to reduce the risk of falling foul of anti-corruption legislation and potential reputational damage, employers should provide clear policies and guidance to employees supported by training on the standard of conduct that's required. Okay, really should um, reinforce the message what is acceptable, what isn't acceptable, and always check and seek advice if you're unsure at any point. Okay, employers may reasonably take disciplinary action, including summary dismissal in appropriate cases where employees do not comply with the standard of conduct specified in policies. For example, an anti-bribery policy. The decision confirms that tribunals should not interpret an employer's policy in the same way it would interpret a statute or a contract. Instead, tribunals should determine whether a reasonable employer would have applied the same interpretation as the employer applied. So I hope you found that case interesting. I hope you got some benefit from there and some guidance. Um, something to think about definitely and thank you for listening